Today I come to you with a very exciting milestone. Today marks episode number 50 of the Happiness Playbook. This has been such a beautiful journey and diving into these principles and unpacking the recipe for happiness with you. And we cannot thank you enough for every listen, every share, every review, every bit of feedback, every message. It has all meant the world to us. And we are so grateful to have been on Team Happiness with you. So thank you for helping us get here to number 50. We have a very special episode today. It is a deep dive into Look Outward and the Olympics, which just took place in Japan. And to commemorate this awesome milestone, I wanted Larie Florence to share her thoughts, and she does not disappoint. This is an amazing episode, and Look Outward is the crown jewel of play theory, and I am so excited for you to listen to this recap of Look Outward. So without further ado, thank you for helping us get this far in the journey, and here's to 50 more amazing happiness-filled episodes. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. Who else was entranced by the Olympics? It was really delightful to see the world come together even though there were still a lot of COVID constraints and challenges. I always love to see the entire world as a community come together. And there's so many wonderful examples of sportsmanship and good, clean competition. There were some wonderful examples of looking outward. I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Don't know if others may have noticed. If you did, chime in on the comments. But there were wonderful examples of people helping other athletes up who had fallen and then going over and congratulating at the end of an event when they've been neck and neck just competing for the you know the Olympic gold no higher stakes and yet when the the finish line is crossed they can be generous and go over and put their arms around somebody that that beat them and crushed their goal and so i love watching those moments of pure humanity at its finest. There were also some really great examples of individual athletes who took their performance to a greater height because they were looking outward. I wanted to talk about the power of this principle, specifically the U.S. gold medalist for shot put, Ryan Krauser. He totally crushed it. He's currently the world record holder and he's the Olympic, he won the Olympic gold this round, and at the end, he held up this sign that said, Grandpa, we did it. Of course, this caught everyone's attention. We wanted to know the whole story, and it turns out that Ryan's grandfather, who was the person who got him into the sport of shot put at a young age, and who was one who cheered him on the entire, in the entirety of his career, had passed away the day before he left for the Tokyo Olympics. Wow. So instead of letting that crush him or destroy him emotionally, he 
carried the hopes and aspirations that he and his grandfather shared, and those propelled him as he looked outward towards his grandfather and the, the things that they had worked on together. And I'm absolutely 100% sure that those fueled his, his capacity and ability to achieve the goals that they had set. That was a beautiful moment. I also wanted to talk about the Olympian, Katie Nagat. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but she soared to gold in pole vaulting for the United States. And if you notice, she had dad written on her shoes, on the instep of her shoes for every competition. And that's because her father died of a heart attack when she was just 16. She likes to remember him and honor him and think of him in competition as she's training because that, that fuels her motivation and strengthens her. And she needed that because she had kind of a challenge initially in her efforts to win the gold, but she was able to hang on, stay focused, and take home the gold. Really inspiring. The third athlete I want to talk about is Allison Felix. While pregnant, she faced pay cuts and possibly being dropped by her sponsor, Nike. She was terrified to go head-to-head and negotiate terms, but she was emboldened and empowered to represent all women. Felix ended up starting her own shoe company, and the shoes are selling out. The cherry on top is her stunning performance in the Olympics, becoming the most decorated female USA track and field athlete. I'm going to quote from her Instagram post. She's referring to her shoe company. Please be clear. I used my voice and built this company for you so that you never have to train at 4.30 a.m. while you're five months pregnant to hide your pregnancy from your sponsor so that you won't have to fight someone so much bigger than you for a right that should be basic. I took that on for you, and I didn't do it alone, but it was for you. So that's beautiful. She was looking outward. She started her own shoe company. She was able to still train and achieve her Olympic goals. Another quote from her, she said, I didn't know what was going to come of it, but the one thing that really gave me the courage was being the mother of a little girl. So after having her baby and moving forward with her training, she was able to carry on and not be discouraged or give up or just settle because she was thinking about the fight that she was facing that her little girl would have to face in the future or other women would have to continue to face. And she recognized that as she looked outward towards their needs, she was in a position of power and influence, having been a successful Olympian previously and being one of Nike's highly sponsored athletes she was in a place where she could speak up. In my experience as a theater coach, I've seen some performers that are frightened and afraid, and even though they've prepared and they're very talented, when it comes to stepping on the stage and following through with their performance, they have felt overwhelmed with stage fright. And I've shared a story with them that has been really successful in helping them overcome their stage fright and accomplish their goals. And that is a story that's told about Yul Brenner. He was a Tony award-winning actor who performed in the musical The King and I for years. And anyone who's 
performed knows that it's hard to keep something fresh when it's become rote or repeated so often. And once when he was being interviewed about how he could continue to perform at such a high level, Yul Brenner shared a story how he asked someone backstage to cut a little hole so that he could stand behind the curtain and look out at the beginning or just before the show was going to begin once the audience had been seated. And he said he had this routine every time he was going to perform. Once the audience was seated, he would go out, he would look in that little hole and see if he could spot a face in the audience that looked interested, that was looking up in anticipation towards the stage. And he would remind himself that for this person, it was the first time they would see the King and I, and for the majority, the only time. And that was a wonderful reminder for him that even though it might have been his 300th performance or 700th performance of the show, that for that person that he was looking outward and thinking of them, it brought energy and motivation so that he could perform in a way that was inspiring and amazing. So as I would tell that story, I would ask the kids in our production, it wasn't a Broadway house, it wasn't a huge audience, but no matter what the audience was, I would ask them to think about someone that they may know was going to be in the audience. Perhaps it was a family member they had invited, or maybe it was someone that they saw that had come in. Um, we would often do school performances for school age kids and they would come into the cafeteria and, and sit down and our cast could greet them before the school started or before the show started. And I would invite them to think about that person and try to envision them as they were sharing their scene or sharing the story that they had prepared to tell. And it always helped. J.M. Barry, who's the author of Peter Pan, said that those who bring sunshine into the lives of others cannot keep it from themselves. That's a beautiful message. Ralph Waldo Emerson had something to say that's similar. It is one of the most beautiful compensations in life that no man can sincerely try to help another without helping himself. That has been my experience time and time again. When we look outward to fill a need, then our needs are subsequently met as well. We're empowered, we're strengthened, just a really quick story. I like to backpack. And one of our longer hikes, we've been out in the woods for a few days and we would average about 10 to 12 miles a day hiking with a heavy pack. And on our third day, we noticed after we'd taken a lunch stop that one of the members of our party was gone, was missing. And everything ended up turning out okay, but it took us a while to find this person. And consequently, I was given the opportunity to carry two backpacks for quite a bit of time on the trail. And I could do it. Normally that would have been too much, but because I was thinking about this companion who we didn't know what they were facing and what hardship they were enduring because they were separated from our group and this need arose so that we could send some people off to go search for this person, I could rise up to the occasion and I promise you that I don't voluntarily carry two packs, but because I was looking outward, I was granted that extra energy and intensity and interest. I, I don't know the, the physics of this 
formula, but I know it's true that when we lose ourselves and we look outward and seek to help another person, we are empowered. So I hope that you'll try out this principle of look outward in your life. Oh, Laurie, thank you so much for sharing those amazing stories and insights. This week, make sure to look outward, especially if you're feeling down, find opportunities to look beyond yourself and then take note of how that energizes you. Make sure your needs are never neglected, but in those down times, it is so powerful to look outward and to find strength in that. Tap into a higher purpose, and love those around you and build those connections and make sacrifices for those that you love. Thanks for joining us on this special milestone episode of the Happiness Playbook. As always, remember that happiness is a skill and life is a team sport. Catch you next week.